0: Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Find Your 20 Coaching Insights show. I'm your host, Mark Sieberkopf. And if you're a business owner who's looking for more focus, more profits, and more time, then you've come to the right place. Because this is the place where I share the top insights from recent coaching sessions I've had with my clients to help you throw out the 80% that's holding you back so that you can build a business that you actually love owning and a lifestyle that you're excited about. That's right. We are going to focus on the most important things today. But before we do that, I want to share with you today's featured resource. And this is something I'm really excited about because it's a brand new program that I just created. I'm actually running the beta group right now. It's called Find Your 20 Mastery, and it's a four week program where you and I dig into the Find Your 20 methodology and we use it to help you accomplish the most pressing goals and priorities in your business right now. It's a combination of uh, recorded training, group coaching, and some one-on-one support as well. And it's something that's really, really a lot of fun for me uh, to help the people that are going through right now. And I look forward to helping you go through it as well. So if that's something that you would like to learn a little bit more about, find out if it might be right for you. Just send me an email at mark at findyour20.com and put uh, just tell me that you want to learn more about Find Your 20 Mastery, and we'll find it time the chat and see if it's a fit for you. It's not for everybody, but if it's a fit for you, I would love to, to share more about it with you and, and see when we can get you started. We've got another group starting here very, very soon. So if that's interesting to you, uh, email me at mark at findyour20.com. Let me know you're interested in Find Your 20 Mastery, and we'll get, uh, we'll get something on the book so we can chat about that. And you can see all of my recommended resources by going to findyour20.com forward slash my best resources. Now, today, I have three things that I want to talk to you about. There's a couple that came from, well, there's one that came from a specific conversation I had with a client. There's one that I've I've talked about with several different clients. Um, and so I wanted to address it here. And there's one that really kind of came from from my work with my my family's restaurant. Um, I'm digging in and doing more there and, and uh, working there. And so wanted to share something that has came up over and over and over again there that I think will be valuable for you as well. Okay, so the first one is the importance of spelling out the value. You know, what I've seen a lot of times over and over with my clients is that we th- we think it's self-evident the value that's there. We're just like, oh yeah, you know, uh, this, this program is worth this. But what I've found is when we do that if we don't connect the dots for our potential clients sometimes they don't connect them and so when you're laying out an offer when you're sharing an offer you want to highlight every single thing that you get and you want to give a value to every single one of those things i mean if you think about it i mean if we go back to you know the the stereotypical i don't want to say stereotypical the the um the socially recognized uh selling um medium of infomercials. And we've all seen an infomercial. And what do they do? They list out everything you're going to get. They say, you're going to get this set of Ginzu knives, and you're going to get this chopping knife, and you're going to get this paring knife, and you're going to get this, 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 and you're going to get this. And every single one of them have a value to it. And by doing that for our prospects, it helps them to realize and to convince themselves and to logically explain to themselves why they want something. You know, there's There's an interesting thing we all buy emotionally. And then we justify that purpose with logic. A lot of us think that our clients and our prospects are going to buy logically. And they're not. None of us buy logically. None of us. If you think that your clients are too sophisticated and they buy logically, it's not true. Everybody buys emotionally. But once we buy, we want to be able to explain and justify that purchase with logic. And that's where the offer stack comes in. It allows those people to say, well, I mean, I got these Ginsu knives, but I also got, you know, 67 other knives that came with it. And so it was a great deal. And I only paid, you know, 19 payments of nine ninety-seven or whatever it was. I don't know. That's the value of an offer stack. You want to be able to spell out the value. You want to, to tell people this is what these things are worth. Now, here is my caveat. Do not Make this ridiculous. I've seen people where they, they'll put ridiculous amounts of value on their offer stack, and when you do that, it completely negates every benefit that doing that has. So, you can't say, Well, there's uh, you know, one 30 minute call every month, and that's a value of uh, five hundred thousand dollars every single month. You can't do that unless you're like, uh, you know, like. Dan Kennedy or, uh, you know, somebody like that, that charges those things. Most of us, that would seem ridiculous. You know, you can't say this worksheet is worth hundred thousand dollars, but you can't say the worksheet's worth 47 or maybe even 97, depending on what it is and who you're talking to. You can put a price tag of, you know, three to 500 or maybe even a thousand dollars for an hour coaching call, depending on what you charge actually. So break down each aspect of that offer and spell out the value make sure they know what the value is. If you're doing services, make sure they understand this value. You know, let's say you're, uh, you know, you're a copywriter or you're a, um, you know, a, an ads writer. I guess that'd be a copywriter too. You know, if, if, if your service is that you create ads, still break it out as much as you can. Like, um, hey, you know, the ad creation, um, you know, the, the onboarding call where we discuss, you know, the, um, you know, the market discovery call you know, like if you have three or four calls that you have with them, rather than saying you get three hour calls, break it out and say, we have an onboarding call where we're going to discuss your goals and those types of things. That's worth $500. We're going to have a call where we, um, where we discuss the pain points and everything of your offer of your audience so that we can write the ads. That's $500. So break it out into all of those things. The more you can break it down granularly and put a value to each one, the more likely people are to buy emotionally because they're able to justify it logically. And it has to make sense. Like I said, I'm not saying make, make things crazy, make them over the top. It has to be, it has to make sense, but if it makes sense and you spell out that value, you'll be much more likely to get people to buy. That's number one. Number two is if something works, keep doing it. It's so crazy to me. I see clients do this all the time. And I had a client recently There's something that I I suggested that this client do uh, over a year ago. And they did it and it worked. And then they didn't do it again for like three or four or five months. And this was something that they could do like every month. You know, obviously if it's like a yearly uh, launch, you can only do it once a year. But this is something they could do every month. And then they didn't do it again. And then they did another one and it worked again. And then they didn't do it again for like eight or nine months. And now they just recently did it again. And again, it worked. And in this instance, it was, um, you know, they were, they were doing a small group live uh, Zoom call where my client was teaching what um, she teaches uh, in her program. She was showing them how to do it, but she wasn't showing them how to do it. Like she was, she was modeling it. I guess that's the way to put it. And every single time she's done this, she's got one, two, three people that reached out and said, I need to learn more. I need to learn more about this. How can I sign up for your program? How can you teach me how to do this? And then she doesn't do it for three or four months. And I'm like, why are you not doing this? It's working. If it works, keep doing it. There's so many things in our business because we don't follow up, because we don't follow through. They don't, one, they may get the results, but they don't get the results they could get. And we don't, and we in our business don't get the results we could get because we're not doing the things that work. If something works, do it again. You know, anytime something works, make sure that you're doing it. Make sure that you consistently do it. You know, if you have something that's generating sales, that's generating uh, interest and offer and people wanting your offer, make sure you're doing that. Make sure it's a regular part of your process. Because if you don't, you're missing out. You're missing out on those sales. You're missing out on opportunities to serve your audience because you're not doing those things. And the majority of the time, it's because we don't follow through or we don't follow up. It's because we don't have the consistency. We're not looking at our business as what's a system. What's the things that are working that I can continue doing? It's a lot easier to keep doing the same thing that works than it is to come up with something new every single month or every single week or every single quarter. I have another, I have a friend, he's actually one of my mentors, that did this exact thing. He was telling me, you know, this last year, he ended up starting, he began running a challenge, I think it was like in July or August, he began running that same exact challenge every single month. And he's like, sometimes it's boring, but it works, like they're getting people into their program, they're fine-tuning that system, and it works, so they keep doing it. Whereas a lot of us, we'd we'd either not, we'd forget that it worked well, or we'd get bored and we'd move on to something else. Simple scales. So keep it simple. Don't try to do a million things. If something works, stick with it. Now, I'm not saying that should be the only thing you do. Obviously, you want some, uh, you know, you want a few different things generating leads and generating sales. So if one happens to quit working, you're not stuck with nothing working. But if it's working, don't stop it. Like, don't walk away from it and not do it for a while. Like make sure you have a process in place to do that. And the thing that helps you to do that is number three today. And so I'm going to tie number two and number three in. Number three is the numbers rule. And so in order for this thing that's working, for you to know it's working, you have to know your numbers. You have to know, you have to be tracking it. You have to be following the data to make sure that it's working, to know it's working, to know what's not working. So you know what to stop doing and you know what to keep doing. You have to know your numbers. This is a conversation that I'm having a lot with, uh, you know, my wife and my in-laws as we're working on the restaurant. You know, uh, my in-laws' restaurant. It's been in town for years. It's popular. Uh, you know, it's kind of a staple of the town. It's it's one of those. You know, we live in a small town, so it's like it's the place that not everybody worked when they were in high school, but a lot of people work there. Like it's kind of like this own their own fraternity of you know people that used used to work at this restaurant. But they've And so because of that, they've never really done any marketing. And so I'm coming in and I'm starting to do some marketing. I was working on uh, email campaigns this morning, uh, setting up their, their email system uh, and, and, and creating uh, you know, the emails and the email sequences that for, for a birthday club. And we're going to start a birthday club because that's a great idea when you have a restaurant. And the thing that I keep saying over and over again to my in-laws, to my wife is everything we do, we need to be able to track. And the only thing that determines whether we keep doing it is whether it works. We need to track it. And we need to know whether it works. If it works, we're going to keep doing it. If it doesn't work, we're going to find something else that does work because that's what you do in marketing. That's what we do in business. That's what we, we have to follow the numbers. We have to trust the numbers because guess what? Your emotions, your opinions, your ideas, and my emotions and my opinions and my ideas will get us in trouble they will be wrong. They will not bear out with the numbers. A great example of this is I've been running some Facebook ads and I, and I, I was running an ad. I was, I was having somebody review it. That's an ads expert. And he, and I both agree. He, he suggested, and I agreed. I thought it was a good idea that we should change the ad in a certain way. So we changed it. And then I ran them for a week and guess what? They worked way worse than both of us thought. The new ad that was exactly what this Facebook ads expert and I agreed would be the way to go, would would get us better results, actually got us way worse results. Like the cost per lead, I think tripled. It was like two and a half to three times as much cost per lead with that new ad. So that's where the numbers bear out. And it's like, okay, well, we're not doing that anymore. And it's the same thing with the restaurant. We're looking at things and I'm saying, okay, we're we're testing this. You know, we've got a few things we're testing. we we're testing uh, you know, punch cards for um, for their polar swirls, which is like a blizzard. It's, you know, ice cream with different flavors in it, you know, M&Ms, Oreo, whatever you want. So we have a punch card for that. And we're testing whether, um, you know, this is something I read, I believe, I can't remember where I read it, but it was a study where they said, if you if you mark off a portion of the punches on a punch card, people actually return them quicker because they feel like they've already got some momentum. They feel like they've already got a few checked off and they'll get it back to you quicker and you'll actually make more money on that card, even though you've given them a couple free. So we're testing that. We have one where there's 10 punches and then you get a free one. And there's one where there's eight punches and then you get a free one. So we punch off two when we first give it to them. And we've I, I intersperse them, you know, one, you know, a B, a B, A, B, A, B, A, B, and they're handing them out. And so that's how we're testing. And I'm I'm keeping a spreadsheet. And as they come back in, I'm writing down, you know, we're stamping on the back when they went out, the day they went out, and the day they come back. So we know how long they were out. We know uh, whether they were 10 punches or eight punches based on the color of the card. And we're just tracking it. And we're just going to watch it. And we're going to decide. And if we find that our hypothesis is right, that by checking off a couple to begin with, then we're going to do that with all of them because we make more money that way. But if we find that the 10 works better, that we make more money with the 10 and the way we're judging that, this is kind of a a rabbit hole a little bit, but the way we're judging with the punch cards is um, revenue per day. So we know the entire amount of revenue for the card because they either buy eight or they buy 10 of these polar swirls. So it's eight or 10 times the average price of a polar swirl. Um, and then we subtract out the price of the one that they'll get free. And that's the total revenue. Then we divide that total revenue by the amount of days that it's out. And the one that has the higher revenue per day is the one we're going to continue doing, because if it comes in sooner, if they turn it in sooner, Obviously, the revenue is going to be higher per day. And that's what we want. We want them to use it more, turn it back in quicker so they can use it more again. Because that means that, yes, we're giving them a free one more often, but it also means that they just bought eight or they bought 10 polar swirls. And so we've made, you know, whatever that ends up being, I think it's like, you know, 50 bucks or whatever. Like we've made more, more quickly. We've got them to come back in. And that's not even considering... Anything else that they buy away they buy a Polish world. So did they eat lunch? Did they do those types of things? But we're pulling them in more often. And it's the same thing with our birthday club that we're starting. You know, there's going to be a, a birthday offer and we're going to track how much we generate per transaction when they come in because they're getting a free, a free burger or a free sandwich for their birthday once a month. And we've got the email where they can either print it out or they bring their phone in. So we know that it's from the email list because we can, so we can track it. And then we can track, um, and I, this is, These are things that I have to work with my wife, but how to do it and how to do it in the system. Uh, but we're going to make sure that we can track and say, you know, this transaction was uh, was a, a birthday one. You know, they got a free hamburger, they got a free sandwich, and then they bought this much, and then they paid this much for their wife, their kids, you know, or their husband, uh, their kids, their friends, whoever's with them. Like that transaction was this much, and so then we can track and say, this is how much we're earning. Um, Per birthday subscriber, and then we have an idea. Then we can make decisions based on that because the numbers rule. And if we find that it doesn't increase sales, then we'll try something else. Maybe we'll try uh, a complete free meal, or maybe we'll try, uh, you know, free drinks for the month of your birthday, or, or whatever it is. We'll see. I don't know. Like we'll we'll try some other things. But if you don't know the numbers, you can't make those decisions. So in your business, you have to be able to know the numbers. And you have to be able to track them so that you can make decisions on what's working and what's not working. Now, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to hit this really quick. But, Mark, I'm not a numbers person. Neither am I. Like, I I don't really like numbers, but that's part of being a business owner. Like, I'm not a detail person. But I do like money, and I do like being successful. So we have to track some numbers if we're going to be able to count the money. Because we do like those numbers. I don't know about you, but I like counting money. I like knowing that there's money in my account. I like seeing new money showing up in my account. So we do like tracking those things. But we have to track the numbers to be able to get there. We have to know what's going on. We have to understand what the numbers are so we can make decisions on what's working and what's not working. If it's not working, let's try something else. If it's working, let's do more of it. Let's double down on it. Let's make sure that it's, it's continued. Just like we were talking about with my client that did this thing, this, uh, this, this live call that works and then they don't do it again for six months. Let's do it every single month. Let's keep doing the thing that works because it works. So those are my tips for today. Make sure you spell out the value. You have an offer stack. You list out the values. If something works, make sure you keep doing it. And the numbers rule. Make sure you know your numbers so you can make decisions and then trust the numbers rather than your emotion or your feelings. So I want to say thanks for listening. Thanks for being here today. If you haven't yet, make sure you grab a copy of my book, Find Your twenty by going to findyour20.com forward slash grab your copy. And I'll drop it in the mail to you ASAP. You just have to cover the shipping and handling. I'll buy the book. I'll send it to you. Just cover the shipping and handling to get it to you. And it's yours. So go to findyour20.com forward slash grab your copy to get that. And as always, if you haven't yet, please leave a rating and review for the podcast on your preferred podcast app or listening area. It really helps other people to find it and it helps people to be able to interact and learn from this content. So until next time, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Now get out there and chase your 20s.